This episode is brought to you by Bolt and Barrel Oil. Bolt and Barrel is a premium synthetic graphene-infused all-purpose lubricant that will outperform anything on the market. The graphene in Bolt and Barrel's formula creates a microscopic separation in between metal-on-metal contacts. Great for farms, bicycles, power tools, or anything that needs a high-performance lubricant. Bolt and Barrel is a veteran-owned company and available online at www.boltandbarreloil.com as well as select retailers around the country. Check them out on Instagram at Bolton Barrel Oil. Again, that's www.boltonbarreloil.com and use promo code scrolling for 10% off at checkout. What is up, y'all? What is going on? Welcome to another episode of Scrolling Through Life. Got Huggy here again. Huggy, what's up, man? Nothing much. Same old, same old. Just adjusting to these uh, to these new lesser restrictions for COVID masks. <laughs> and uh, it's been very interesting making rounds, seeing what certain people look like without their masks. It feels good, doesn't it? Feels weird. It but does. Feels weird, but good. Yeah, it's like some element of going back to normalcy. Yeah. Uh, but it's like I still keep a mask with me just to be on the safe side. Yeah, I'm um, so. I went into a store the other day, man, and you know what I'm saying? Like I walked in with my mask and they were like, hey, you don't gotta have your mask on here. And I took it off and it felt really awkward and weird, you know what I mean? But then um, when I went back the next day, like I was thinking to myself, I was like, shit, I'm probably gonna start forgetting my mask because now certain stores, certain you yeah. know, same businesses are having it, certain are, you know what I mean? Luckily I keep it in my car, but I hate having to walk back to my shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to have to start getting to have it just like you and just throwing that sucker in my pocket. You know what I mean? Just so that it's, it's just always with me when I get out. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. Um, all right, man. So man, so we're going to do a three part series, three part mm-hmm. series on deployments. Um, and you know, we talked about why we're going to do it, right? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where there's enough veterans out there, you know, talking about shootouts and combats and ambushes and, things like that. And, and, and that's all fine and dandy, but sometimes I think people don't know that there are other parts of deployments, right. you know, living conditions, food, hobbies, spare time. What do you do when you're not doing the combat stuff, which is a small percentage of what you actually do anyway. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of people, like you said, don't talk about all this other stuff, man. There's a lot, I'm saying a lot of this other stuff is, is, is stuff like you said, civilians just do not know outside of the military. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, man. So we're gonna do a three-part series, and and uh, the first one we're doing is gonna be uh, living conditions and fine eating, fine dining. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this, just for the 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 listeners. So, what year was your first deployment? What year was your last? And how many did you go on total? So my first one was in 04 uh, with Ranger Battalion and my last one was in 16, sometime in 16. I can't remember if it was the middle or the end, but 16, okay. 16 definitely, because that's when I got here in 17. Um, 17 combat deployments and I would say about 22, maybe 23 deployments, I think total. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but, you know, like, so a lot of people hear these numbers and, and people, one, if they don't know about the military, if they don't know about soft, they immediately think I'm lying, which, yeah. which, which to me is cool because, you know, it's, it's like, all right, man, you think I'm lying. And if that, <laughs> that just means you don't know shit. You know what I mean? And I'm, yeah. cool, and I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? But what people don't understand is, is in soft, especially in range of time, man, you're, you're only doing three, four months. That's it. So, and we're doing them every six months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, so really you're doing what, two deployments a year. You know what I mean? I mean, shit kind of fucking flies by really. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, and, and once I got to SF, 
you know, there was ones where I went, you know what I'm saying? It'll be for like a week or two, but those weren't combat, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you'd go do those ones and come right back. But the longest I've done was six months and um, shortest was, uh, I'd say four months. Okay. So between Ranger Battalion and, and, and Special Forces, you typically did what, like direct action? Yeah. Yep. Type, yep. Uh, type missions? W- w- with Ranger Battalion. Okay. With Ranger right. Battalion. With, with uh, SF, um, it was not, no, it, it was not the same. It's two completely different uh, mission sets. Obviously, when we were in combat, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we're doing the same thing as everybody else, looking for looking for uh, HVTs and all that, but hitting targets, yeah. but doing, uh, but we didn't, I wasn't doing raids like I was in. in Ranger Battalion? No, 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 yeah. man. Ranger Battalion, like, that was our, like, that was your only purpose in life. Yeah. Like, literally your only purpose in life. Like, you know, w- we did reverse schedules, so you would sleep, you know what I'm saying, sleep. At night, you wake up, go on a mission, come back, you lift, rehearse, sleep. Like, that was yeah. it. We're in Rain Battalion. I mean, in SF, you know, it was a diff- uh, definitely a learning curve for me, man. Like, you know what I'm saying, the point with SF, because it was, it was just different for me. Yeah. So, yeah. How about you? Well, I deployed in 2004 with 25th Infantry Division, uh, 114 Infantry, where me and Tom met. Uh, And we deployed, yeah, in 2004, and we came back in February of 2005. Um, I also deployed to Afghanistan, but I I had crossed over to aviation, from infantry to aviation at that point. I was doing inspector stuff, so I had to see combat on this last trip. Right. Uh, But our mission was pretty much... uh, we were like guinea pigs for this QRF, this battalion size QRF thing. Right. And uh, the plan was basically anything that pops off in Iraq, the whole battalion picks up within like a day and we just go. Uh, And then if we were there for two weeks at a particular place, something popped off somewhere else. And then we would pack up and just go somewhere else and and do whatever we had to do. So y'all were all over like- we were, and I, I think between all of your deployments and, and my long traveling deployment, we, right. we can go pretty good with uh, different living conditions <laughs> and eating. I'm for sure. Uh, we can. You know, also keep in mind that, you know, as the war progressed, yeah, you know, deployment living got a little bit better. Yep. I was just going to say that. It ultimately just depended on where you were, like a jail sentence, like where'd you do your time? Yep. It That's did. That's what matters. Yeah, man, 100%. You know, like you said, uh, you know, there was a deployment I did in in, in uh, 09 that I would literally compare it to my first deployment as far as living conditions, you know what I mean? And I'm talking mm-hmm. about uh, Leatherneck, you know what I mean? That that one was just, uh, it, it was crazy to be living like that in 09. And, and it, <laughs> it, was, it was just weird for me, you know what I mean? Because it was literally the same living in tents, living, you know, showers were limited and when you could take showers and you eat yeah. sea rashes to where that was the same thing to my first appointment. <laughs> so is that safe? To, so would, would that be considered probably some of the the worst living conditions that you had? Was that Leatherneck? Ye- leatherneck. Shout no, out to no. Marines, by the way. Actually, <laughs> no, I take that back. No, th- no, that was not. My first appointment definitely was because um, at least that, you know, um, no, I was confusing that. Yeah. Leatherneck was. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's about the same. Okay. So let me ask you this out of all the, the worst places that you had to live during your deployments, what was the worst place you ever slept? Whether that was like uh, on the side of prepping for a op, you know, mile away or whatever, like worst place. You was like, I got to sleep. I hate it. It has to be here. 
but I need it. Um, I would say, I mean, you know, we've all slept in, in shitty places, but I would say, I'd say my 06 deployment, um, we were uh, chasing um, an HVT, um, and it was a four day chase. <laughs> and we had been up, man, for like ever, t- t- to the point where they gave us, uh, I forgot the name of the pill, but, um, a lot of the guys were calling it legal meth, you know what I mean? Where, yeah. you know, and, and I can't remember the name of it, man, but so they gave us these pills and it just obviously we were just wide awake. But I remember when it wore off, I was just like, we were just done. And we would literally pull out to the side of the road, found, you know what I'm saying, some hills so we can set up security and all that. And then everybody mm-hmm. else just, 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 just slept on, yeah, right there on the ground. I mean, cause you had nothing else, you know what I mean? So like you just found a spot and you slept, man, you know? Yeah. But I would say, I would say that was the worst, man. Um, Cause the rest really, you know, I had a, I had a bed. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I would say, I would say, I would say, I would say by far that was the worst. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say my worst living conditions was, uh, I think it was maybe the first time we went to this place called Najaf, the whole battalion. And uh, we were basically literally in the desert and we were in tents like whole platoon in a tent, like cot to cot to cot to cot to cot to cot. Uh, and they only had one Porter John. Y'all must have been smelling good. Musty, musty, musty. Mm. And uh, the engineers had dug a, a, a trench so we could take shits in. Uh, but that's the famous picture of Jack shocking me with the, uh, that was in the jaw. Yeah barefoot and just racing and doing yeah. dumb shit in the middle of nowhere. But that would probably be the worst living conditions. Cause we were like stretched on water. Yeah. Like it was just a bunch of like fails in there. Um, the worst place I ever slept was we did something called operation Baton Rouge in 2004. And uh, the whole, it was a hospital that we had to, we had to take. Right. And then once we took the hospital, we had to stay there. And uh, the best room for us to stay in was like a, a modified ER room. Okay. And we had to sprinkle all of this, or the people who worked there sprinkled all this white powder to clean up all the blood that was on the floor. Oh, wow. Uh, and while other places of the hospital had body bags, people that were injured, faces yep. and all other stuff. I got a picture of that too, believe it or not, uh, the next morning. But that was the worst place yeah, that, that, I, that I slept <laughs> like even to this day, if I ask anybody I serve with and, and I'm bringing that shit up, you want to talk about hundred yard fucking stare. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. Not just even based that, off of that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just the smell and, and, and just, I bet it was just, just really, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. It was kind of one of those things where when they, when it came over the net, you know how you yeah. get like on the net and you say, uh, yeah, say again. <laughs> Like we got to occupy for the night. Right. Everybody knows what that means. And right. it's, all you start hearing is my motherfucking sister and my cousin died. And it, it was just pandemonium that night. Uh, oh. Pandemonium. Oh God, man. Right. So, so let me ask you this. Let's flip it. Yeah. Best living conditions. Cause sometimes people think that just any living conditions or employment is horrible. There's some wins in there. So the best living conditions that you had. Oh shit. My last deployment, man, with uh <laughs> SF to Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that motherfucker was cushed. <laughs> 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 oh 
uh, I got a picture of that too, man. Uh, my, you know, obviously we all had our own hooches, our own, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the Connex thing or whatever. I mean, I had a fucking 50 inch screen TV in there, Xbox wow. in there, refrigerator full of food and drinks. And <laughs> <laughs> Nice ass bed, <laughs> dude. I could not, I could not complain. <laughs> I, 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 and you know, it's funny you say that because I remember even that deployment. I was like, man, like you know, you just think back and you look back to how we're having this conversation now. And I, I look back and I was like, ah, dang, man, yeah. I'm living nice. Like, and you know, I tried my hardest. I mean, I to not complain about shit, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. at that point you're so spoiled because you got all this good shit. So when something yeah. wrong happens, you're like, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> How dare the satellite go out for two minutes? I'm busy. No, I'm not being for real. So like, well, yeah, like when Wi-Fi was bad, I'd bitch. You know <laughs> Where you would think like, you know, just a you know, few several years before that, you weren't even thinking about yeah, Wi-Fi. Like, what's that? Oh yeah, you weren't even like that. I mean, because we we didn't have. I didn't need Wi-Fi because there was nothing yeah. for me to use it for. But you know what I mean? Like that last appointment, man. I had to get on and play some Xbox online yeah. and stuff. You know. <laughs> so I'm assuming that that's also probably the best sleep, best place oh. you slept to. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, <laughs> I would say so. All right. I mean, because I didn't have to share it with nobody. I didn't have to that's worry about it. That's the best about, part, too. Yeah, I you mean, ain't got to share it. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest part, right? Because you ain't got to worry about nobody else. It's just you, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would definitely say that, man. How, how so, about you? I would say the best living conditions I had was uh, we went north to Talifar for some for operation up there. And uh, typically, uh, with us conventional forces, we stay two to a room. NCO, you might get your own room during deployment. It just depends. Right. Uh, but when we got up here, they just like, hey, there's enough places for everybody to stay for like NCOs to have their room. So I got a big chew like Connex yep. to myself and uh, like the AC worked like amazing. Yeah, man. You know, it's just like in like it wasn't a very busy base. Yep. Um, but they had the stores, the shops and all that stuff. Uh, but that was the best living conditions uh, that I had because, you know, sometimes before a mission, they build it up to be like this amazing battle and then it's just like okay that was two minutes in and that's it yep yeah man. so they so they built that telephar thing to be really big by the time we got up there it was like light work what was telephar near because that's no farther north than mosul oh shit okay yeah further further north than mosul okay um and i would say the best place i slept was probably in that shoe and and Talifar, knowing that we had a couple of days of downtime and to, we got to do nothing. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like being on deployments, when you have your own space, I think that is worth more than anything else out there. Ain't it though? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I remember even like in uh Ranger Battalion, uh, when we were in Ramadi, you know, it was like one of uh, Saddam's palaces or whatever, you know what I mean? And and yeah. obviously, you know how they break that shit down with all these, uh, uh, you know, add all these rooms, extra rooms in it. Yeah. I remember because I was a uh, uh, squad leader at that time when I was taking over a squad leader. So I got my own room back there that was, it was small, but it was heaven. Yeah. Like it was heaven, man. <laughs> like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like I had to like go behind this, this shoe, behind this, behind that, just to get to my little, little cubby hole. Yeah. But dude, it was... It was the greatest thing that ever, man. Like it's something about having your own space. 
Because, yeah. I mean, you're around everybody so much, and, you know, people start annoying you, and, and yes. it's just like, God damn, man, I just want my own, like, little piece right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not to say, like, when you're when you're overseas and you're, like, maybe sitting outside your room and you walk off a few feet to get some alone time, I, I'm sure there's be a, there'll be a soldier right behind you. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah coming up to just talk about something or check on you or something like that. Yeah. So sometimes a loan space is worth more than money. Damn right. Uh, so another thing that people never talk about is sleeping and sleep patterns during deployment. Um, when you're not actually doing a mission you know, or op, you're getting fairly decent amount of sleep. Well, I sleep you like a I mean? baby. Yeah. I mean, you'll, you'll get your seven or eight. I mean, you got your people who don't sleep a lot. And right. Only do four hours here and there. Uh, but then there's those missions that you got to do where you don't get a lot of sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it's it, just, it depends on where you were and, and what type of mission. But what about you? Agreed, man. Well, so, you know, in Ranger Battalion, we do uh, uh, reverse or we did reverse schedule. I can't speak for what they're doing now. But when I was there, we did a uh, reverse schedule. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just like you just said, you know, we'd get up in the middle of the night, go do our missions, you know what I mean? And then come right back. But there are some of those days where, you know, you got to do a follow on mission, another follow on mission, but those are not every single fucking day either. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you just said, um, what people don't understand, like I sleep, I don't know what it is about deploying, man. I, I love my job. So that might have something to do with it. But like I get my best yeah. The best sleep ever. I don't need no sleep meds. I don't, I fall asleep easy. I wake up easy. I don't, and, and people are like, well, that's crazy. I'm like, bro, like, I don't think you understand. Like it's the best sleep. And and even when you're getting mortared, if you know, you learn to sleep through that shit too. You know what I mean? You're just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Yeah. That's know. a very interesting point because sometimes guys come back from deployments and they have problems sleeping. Yeah. And then you have some guys that come back from deployment who have no problem right. sleeping. Uh, I haven't figured out the pattern between that, the differences between the two, but you know, sleep is important during deployments, obviously. Oh gosh. Yeah, man. Uh, you ever, have you ever dozed off and then woke up and looked through your MVGs and like saw some shit that wasn't there? In ranger school, not, 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 <laughs> not on deployments, not on deployments, but ranger school for sure. Oh, for sure, yeah. man. For yeah. sure. But like you said, you know, um, no, no, I, I've always had enough. It, it's always towards the end of the missions where I'm starting to like, <laughs> like you yeah. know I mean? but by then it's daytime anyhow. So, yeah. but no, 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 only in ranger school, man, never on deployment. Um, did I ever get like that kind of tired on, a, you know what I'm saying? On an objective. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? I I did actually, I think at some point riding in open, um, open air Humvees in that wind just makes you 10 times more tired. I think yes. I have no proof to back that statement, but I do know one night, cause this was back in 04 where you could do two vehicles in a convoy right, and, and hold your own and, and so forth. But we were driving back to a, like a small fob or something. And I just couldn't, I couldn't stay awake no longer. And I, right, I right. just dozed off. The problem is, is everybody in the back of the truck dozed off except for the gunner. Right. And bullshit you not. The gunner and a sergeant stayed awake. Someone shot an RPG at the vehicle. Right. It went over, but it didn't detonate. Oh, shit. So we made it back to the base. And this E5 was just like, you know, you motherfuckers were sleeping. You know, goddamn dude shot a bottle rocket at the fucking car. Oh, nobody even woke up. 
He thought it was a bottle rocket. Oh. And I'm like, Sarge, why would someone shoot a bottle rocket at a convoy at two in the morning in Iraq? <laughs> they shot it out of a broomstick looking thing, too. And I'm no, just kind of like, <laughs> if I'm lying, I'm flying. No, he did. If I'm lying, I'm flying. <laughs> and everyone's like half awake. Like, did you just say someone shot a bottle? Dude, that was an RPG. And he was just like, well, you guys wouldn't have known the difference because you were fucking sleeping anyway. I'm like, fair enough. Don't argue that. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes, and you know this, sometimes oh, you just, shit. the sleep monster just kicks your it ass. It does. It does. Yeah. There's it always does. not a way around it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When we're, so ch- me, when we're chasing ahead. that dude. Yeah. So like before we, you know what I'm saying? They gave us that, the, the pills or whatever. Yeah, man. I was, I was pretty bad, but I think the excitement is what kind of had me going because you know who we were chasing so like th- that excitement i was like dude and i was one of the i was one of the vehicles that was i was like yeah. the second or third vehicle so i was like man this is gonna be dope if this goes down you know what i mean <laughs> but um it wasn't until we stopped that i was like all right i'm done <laughs> i was like i was like it's a wrap so how much longer here before oh, we go man, back bro bro that was fun chasing him but I, I like after the third or fourth day i was like man like <laughs> Fuck, fuck this dude, man. <laughs> like, for real. So let me ask you this. So everybody's got those things during their deployment that, like, they, they before they go, they have to have it. And, like, once they're there, it, like, it, it, it kind of keeps them sane. So what was that thing for you that's, like, a deployment, like, was a deployment must-have? Music. Like, when you knew you were going, you had music. to have this music? Music. I would, bu- I would almost, not every time, but I would... I was buying iPods, like almost a new one, almost every second deployment or so. Like mm-hmm. I, music is like a, a must. Like, you know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah, 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 like music. I didn't care about anything else. So like music was was like it for me, man. Yeah, I'm the same with that. It's like, once I knew I was deploying, obviously back then, you know, we had CDs. Yeah. Uh, you burn your CDs. Yeah. But uh, I tried to, capitalize and get as much music as I possibly could before I deployed. And even once I deployed, making sure, hey, send me this new CD, send me this new CD, send me this new CD. I mean, once I deployed, having a portable DVD player was also very awesome. Yes, it was. Uh, But I didn't realize (laughs) that until I got there uh, about portable DVD player. Yeah, buddy. Uh, So, I mean, we'll get into that on another podcast, the importance of that. (laughs) Uh, So... Here's another question for you. So we obviously take showers during deployments, mm-hmm. depending on what you are or mm-hmm. what your job is and what mission you're doing. Showers may be scarce, yeah. but what's the, what's the good end of the spectrum of that? And then like the, the bad end, holy shit, it's been four days. I got to like wash my ass. Um, bef- before I go into that, I'm going to tell you this quick little story of my, sure, sure, my, sure. Uh, my uh, first deployment. Um, we had been doing an average of three missions a day. So mm-hmm. like we were, I'm talking about super, super busy. So there was almost, I want to say maybe four or five days that I ain't taking a shower and I was like caked, like caked of, of like just, just filth. You know what I mean? Uh, Cause this was the GMV days obviously, you know what I mean? So like just caked of it, man. To the point where I hadn't taken a shower so long, not exaggerating, my sock would stand up on, like, like there was still a foot in it. Ooh. So, I remember this night we came back from a mission and I was like, I got to go take a shower. And we had, you know what I'm saying? Like me, 
uh, Abler was with me. You know what I'm saying? Abler was, yeah. was, was uh, with me. And uh, I was like, hey man, I was like, I'm about to go take a shower. Like, can you just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Either we had just got done cleaning or I was done cleaning and they were like, hey man, just go take a shower and I'll come back. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, we'll switch out. But it, old Brahani here decided to not tell his fucking team, song, his fucking team leader. <sighs> and I was like, oh, I'm gonna just go take a shower. But... I, I wasn't even like completely done yet. And I, I want to say it was Rob. Rob can probably uh, attest to this later, but I think it was Rob that came back running to the showers and was like, you need to come back like right now. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, they're looking for you. They, they want you back now. I got cussed out and smoked so bad. I was scared to take a shower for the next four days. Cause I was like, I don't even want to, I was like, I don't even want to ask. <laughs> like that's how scared I was. Um, you know, like, yeah. So, um. Yeah. So that's that story, man. But Hold on. let me let me add one more to that. Yeah. A short one. So yeah. we were like day four of like a battle or something, and I was in the TC slot on the radio, right? And I'm getting this funky fucking smell, like just this rank nasty smell. And, and to our defense, we hadn't showered in probably about four days, right? Uh, and I look at the the guy in the turret, his boots. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit, brother. Like, take your fucking socks off. Like, I went off. My my spare job was called the hygiene NCO because I was yeah. really big on hygiene for every reason. And I had some clean socks. I'm like, yo, take those fucking socks off and tie them on the antenna of the Humvee so they can air out. Right. So we changed, he changed socks. We stopped. And one of the Iraqi guys was like, mister, mister. And we looked up at the sock and it was covered in flies. From just the funk. Just just the funk. And uh, shout out to the 240 gunner, uh, Chris from Texas. He's a good dude. Uh, but it was uh, it was a rough one. But yeah, showering is extremely important if you can get it. Uh, obviously, the better your living conditions, the better the shower. But there are those days where it's like engineers build you some some shit out in the in the desert and with some cold water over top of it. Yeah. And you just got to live your best life and shower as best you can. Um. Yeah, my last appointment, like you just said, like, you know, I had my own chew and you know what I'm saying? We had, everything was good, right? Showers, I think we had like, for just us 11, I think we had a total of like five or six showers, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. in the in the winter, everything froze over and the doors would come over and come open and it, it would just be literally ice in there. Wow. And even though you still had your own shower, you were still bitching like, man, that's fucking bullshit, all this ice. <laughs> but it's a hot shower. Yeah, it's just a golden thing to have is a hot shower. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man. Here's a question for you. Did you ever have to burn shit, your own shit during a deployment? I did, my first deployment. Yeah, So yeah, same, same, yeah. Right, right. But, tell us about that. But but I was uh, uh, an untabbed, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was tabless. So yeah. that's, so after that deployment is when I came back, I went to, uh, Ranger school, yeah. thank God I never had to do that shit. But that first deployment, um, I did it once. Yeah. Once, but then after that, like, nah. yeah. I, other guys were doing it quite a bit, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of more of a punishment. <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. We, we, were, we did it throughout the deployment, uh, but the first experience I think was we stayed at a, uh, at a compound a corner house compound with some uh, police officers, some Iraqi police officers. Okay. And uh, I'm sorry, this was Tuz Kirkamatu Air Base, my bad. Yeah, we had to burn shit. And uh, 
I cannot understand. I get it, but there's nothing worse because, you know, your Joe's got to do it, but you got to go out there with him at least a and, time or two. You right. feel me? Mm-hmm. You, know, you go out there and you pull that thing from behind and you like dump some gasoline in and you just kind of like, what the fuck is my life? Yeah. Come to that I'm burning shit. Uh, we had obviously, it, no, obviously no. as time progressed, people probably wouldn't do that anymore. But go ahead. When do you think they stopped that? Like, like, um, like. I don't think they ever stopped it. I think it just depended on where you were. Oh, that's well, yeah, that is true. Yeah, it depended on where you were. That's actually a very good point. Um, uh, and I'm sure it became few far in between as time progressed. Right. They realized people were getting lung issues from the shit, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Um, the reason I had to do it that one, or the reason I did it that one time was because in Ranger Battalion, people like to play fucking fuck fuck games. Describe what a fuck fuck game is. Well, (laughs) in this situation was, you know, we had, our our group had just gotten there and um, there was this, he wasn't even a tabbed, he was just a a private who had been there longer than me. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, you're new, so you're not gonna say no to anybody, you know what I mean? He's like, hey man, you need to come help me. And you're like, all right, like, what are we doing? We gotta fucking burn this shit. And you're like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) I think my team leader's calling me, bro. (laughs) But, like that's how I got pulled into it. this fucking other private angle. I kind of bullied me, bullied me, yeah. and, and 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 pulled me in there. You know what I mean? But come to find out, I didn't even have to fucking go out there. It was his punishment. It was his. It was yeah. for him, and he just wanted me to come out there. And I'm like, misery man. loves company. Yeah, but that was a lot, man, bro. I was heated. That, sh- that bunch shit, of is, bro. That shit ain't cool at all, man. So, in an odd transition, we'll go into things that you put in your mouth instead of what comes out of your ass. <laughs> so. uh you know, obviously the basic of food that you eat during a deployment is an MRE. Right. Depending on, again, where you are, what you're doing. Yes. You might fuck around and get lobster and shrimp on Wednesdays. You ain't lying. Right. So <laughs> tell us about that MRE life. Like you, you got some favorites. You, did you ever cook yours? Some people never cooked them. just ate it cold. Some people really made the science of putting it up against a rock. With the- <laughs> <laughs> It depends, man. It depended for me. Like, I, Huggy, I'm a simple, simple fucking soldier. Like, super mm. simple, man. Like, not to go off subject, but I'm I'm the type that I don't even like buying gear because I'm like, what they give me is what they give me. It should be enough. Like, you yeah. know. So I, I, that, that's that's how simple I am. And the reason I say that is because even with the MREs, I have to be like in a condition like this for me to heat my shit up. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't like wasting time. Like I just want to eat and just get it over with. Cause usually when you're on deployments and you got time to eat, if you, especially if you're out and about, it's either eat or sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I tend to choose sleep before eating. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I'm always like, fuck it. I'm not going to heat this shit up. That's enough. That's just an extra fucking five, 10 minutes that I don't want. I don't feel like wasting. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I would say, Generally, I just eat it how it is, like just, yeah. just cold. But um, my favorite MRE, man, I really don't have a favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't have a favorite, but I do like the Canadian MREs, though. Canadian and, uh, or the like the Canadian British ones and shit, man. Yeah. Bro, those, those things are money. Gordon Ramsay probably made their shit. I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably did. Yeah, man. Nah, man, I'm simple, bro. How about you? Um, I, I didn't have a specific MRE, but they used to come with a milkshake. Yeah. And, uh, I was like the, give me your milkshake guy. Like I was, I was the sympathizer. Like everyone would just walk by my cot and throw all their shakes. Which and one was your favorite? My best um, I was a strawberry guy. 
I was, they were so high <laughs> in carbs and like protein and calories yeah. uh, that they would fill you up. Right. But uh, I was definitely, uh, definitely a shake guy. Now, what's some of the, like, did you eat any local foods? I'm sure during all those deployments, you yeah, ate man. off the populace. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Even, even my first deployment, that was the first time I had taste Afghani food. And I was like, yo, this is fire, man. Like this is, this is delicious. Uh, we were in Salerno. I don't remember who the hell went out and got it for us, but we had somebody go get us some local food right outside. Cause like I told you, Salerno was, you know, we got there when, when it was just getting built, like, mm-hmm. it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't that long afterwards. So like even, you know, the exterior security, you know what I'm saying? The exterior uh, uh, walls weren't even completely built all the way 04? up. Four? Yep. Oh, four. Yeah. Yeah. My so, baby mother was there with you in Salerno. Really? Real talk. Yeah. So, so when I was in, so we got to Salerno and went to Shkin. When I was in Shkin, that's when I was telling you, that was the first time I ever saw uh, 25th ID guys. Yeah. So I think it was second brigade. And there was a guy that I had known from, um, is it two? One two. to the other. Uh, one, yeah. two, two. Is it uh, one, two, two? I think it was. One, two, one, two, one, one, two, seven, two, three, five. Yeah. So, yeah, I, two, so, three, I, five. so I had known him from Hawaii. Like we had seen each other and like probably gone to uh, uh, bars or something. And I ran into him in Skin. And Skin was like a hundred by hundred meter little small yeah. base. And I had ran into him. And that was when I was telling you about, like that was one of the times that I had gone, came back <laughs> and saw the same dude. And I was like, bro, you still here? Yeah. <laughs> like pressing. Yeah, man. But um, Afghani food, I love it, man. I yeah. love Afghani food, but you know, um, Arab food is, is my food. Like I literally yeah. grew up, you know I'm saying? that's what I grew up eating. So I, I always enjoyed eating out on the local food. What about some of market. the best stuff you had? Like, wow, you guys are really going to feed us this. Like, thank you. And we appreciate you. Does it have to be combat deployment? Or could it just be any deployment? Combat deployment. Combat deployment. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, like a surprise kind of maybe. Oh, there was a note like that. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> you wouldn't go into place that had like like salt like a Mexican night, soul food night. Oh, I got you. Yeah, uh yeah. so I'd say like yeah, Kandahar. <laughs> Where Kandahar blew me blew. That was the first time you're right. So that was the first time I saw any of those restaurants. Like I was like, yo, they yeah. got like they got no shit restaurants here like Applebees and all that shit, man. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, so I would say Kandahar. Kandahar, okay. the boardwalk. The boardwalk is when I, yeah, I, I was eating like a fat rat. Matter of fact, um, we eventually, I th- if I remember correctly, we actually got limited from eating there. Mm. When I was, wow. a, yeah, when I was a ranger bat, you know what I mean? Because they didn't want us eating all that fucking yeah. junk and all that shit, man. So, like, that was kind of limited for us. But I'd say Kandahar, man. It was delicious. Um, I would say... We and, and the main air base uh, that we go through on occasion was called Kirkuk. Mm-hmm. Um, Fob Warrior, I think is what it was called. But uh, they always had, it was a big dining facility. So they had, you know, all the great nights of different things and all that other stuff. Yep. Uh, there was one moment when we were in twos at the air base, which was like subpar living conditions. The interpreter said, you know, I'll, I'll go out. I got to get smokes, blah, 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 to the market. We're like, yo, get us some food. And it's like, oh, they got this bread and this chicken. You're going to love it. Yeah. It's like $2. Like it was cheap. So yep. he comes back with all these bags of chicken and lamb and bread. And everyone's like, cause we MRE'd in. We're yeah. MRE'd like two weeks in. So we're like scarfing all this stuff down. And at about two in the morning, I feel a mouse run up my leg and my stomach is like burning, <laughs> like burning, burning. 
So, you know, I've never, the hardest task I had back then was to get my big toe and second toe between them damn thong, generic $2 black flip-flops. Oh gosh, yeah. Clothing and sell. Yeah. And all you heard was me sliding across the floor, yeah. running across all these rocks, <laughs> across the air base to the trailer uh, bathrooms. Even yeah. the fire watch was like, where are you going, Sergeant Huggins? <laughs> and I got to the bathroom, you know, to drop the load and there's like no toilet paper. Right. And I'm like, yo, is anybody in here? Like, no one's in there. Right. So I'm looking at my PT shirt and I'm like, well, it is what it is. So I start biting and tearing off the PT shirt. (laughs) And when I walk back into that bunker and they flash that light on me, he's like, damn, sorry, you. Never mind. (laughs) I was just going to say that. (laughs) So we 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 had to stop eating local food. Yeah. For a while. You know, we don't think it was some poisoning. It was just contamination, probably. Yeah, no, um, 100% right, man. We had, I don't remember when it was, but it was definitely early on. I did have some um, lamb or something, and that fucked my stomach up. And then I stopped after that because it, because it, I got a sensitive stomach even here in the U.S., you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that shit fucked my stomach up, and I stopped eating any meat that was, that came from outside, you know what I mean? Cause I was like, I was like, I was like, I can't handle this shit. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, and, and it's funny cause when you were saying that you ripped your shirt and you went back, I was, that's the first thing when somebody comes back from either the bathroom or somewhere and part of their shirt in the front is ripped, <laughs> no words need to be said. Say less. Yes, Sergeant. It, have a good day. That's it, man. <laughs> this, this shit is wild, man. Um, I, I do appreciate the nights that they had like surf and turf, you know, yeah. lobster and shrimp steaks and stuff like that. Uh, and back in those days, you can eat as much food as you wanted. Yes, man. And you you know, get- so if you're like, let me get another lobster tail, they just give you another lobster tail. And, uh, and what was it like four meals or five meals? Cause there was, you got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then you got midnight, midnight, midnight chow. So yeah. four, right. And then some places would have, uh, you know, sandwich bars all like 24 hours, you know what I'm saying, 24 yeah. hours. Um, yeah. I will say this though, man, when we were in Normandy, maybe 05, we were eating uh, sea rations, uh, uh, is it sea rations? I always- The thing you gotta heat up? Yeah, the, ra- the sea, is, is it called sea rations? I know what you're talking about, but it's rations in a bag, you gotta boil. Yep, so so our, our cooks were, uh, you know what I'm saying, but they would always spruce everything up, always. And, and I, these are rangers too, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Fucking yep. right. Yeah, shout out man. to the ranger cooks. <laughs> so, so, oh, hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, shout out, man. Um, I remember this, man. I never liked tomato soup ever. Mm-hmm. That would, that deployment, bro, until today, I have never had tomato soup like they fucking made it back then. And I literally, wow. I try everywhere I go that they have tomato soup. Everywhere I go, I'm like, I'll take it. Just because I'm hoping that it'll be close to what I had back then, man. Them, bro, them cooks, everything that they made, they would add their own little spin to every yeah. single thing and hook it up, man. But yeah. That would be funny, like in in time, in, in the future, you kind of ran into one of those cooks and you're having a conversation like, hey man, that tomato soup y'all made, man, that shit was, that shit was amazing. It's like, that was your takeaway from that? <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna have one of them on actually. I'm trying to get him uh, to come on, but he's in, uh, He's in Japan right now, um, but he uh, ended up working uh, for the SecDef. Like he was one of the chefs um, at yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, man. So like, he's been. He, he is the elite of elite, man. Like he went to France to go do their culinary, their pastry. So like, he's a no shit 
straight up chef, you know what I mean? And 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 uh, I'm hoping to get him on, man, so you can cut. You know what I'm saying like you said, yeah. I'm saying talk about those times, man. Give us some of the tricks. Oh gosh, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure. So were there some like during any of your deployments were there like must haves? For like food or snacks that you had to have was there were you like uh skittles in your cargo pocket kind of guy were you uh like uh, sunflower seeds like you needed them regardless like what was that one thing for you anything that wasn't messy that wouldn't go that wouldn't melt my pocket <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know yeah it, like i would never take uh m&ms or or, or twizzles in my pocket but what were those those uh cliff bars yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Those were the, you know what I'm saying? To me, those were the easiest because I could always put it in my pocket, take it out, pull it, take a quick bite, and put it back in my pocket, you know? So yeah. if I had to say anything, I would say Cliff Bars, but one thing I would always ask for in my care package was always Twizzlers. Yeah. But I haven't had a Twizzler in probably over like a year I know, or so. Right? <laughs> yeah. You eat that shit now, you'll die for sure. Probably. You, two, three Twizzlers. No more candy days. <laughs> probably, man. Um, I think. Although the Snickers would melt in the pocket, I would just squeeze it out. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was. A, so would you just carry me. some, would you? Yeah. Like it would just, I knew it would be soft and, and like mushy and I would just put a little hole in it and just squeeze some out. And you're kind of like a savage almost at that you point. Are. You're just like, yeah, it is what it is. You are savage. Um, <laughs> but my, uh, my care package, I would always get them to uh, send me like, um, like cookies for the most part. But like, like we say, anything that you can put in your pocket, you can snack on and quick, there. fast. You can pass out to Joe's, yep. whatever the case may be is perfectly fine. Sunflower seeds are awesome too, but you only can eat so many of those. I also like to stick, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, roasted penis they give you in the MREs yeah. and, and, and the cashews. Like, yeah. I, man, those I love. Like if I ever found those, I was sticking them suckers in my pocket, man. So <laughs> let me ask you this. Uh, so all the living conditions that you had to endure during your deployments, right. um, you know, all the good eating, the bad eating, the sleep, did that give you some form of an appreciation for like not being deployed and being home? Like, like do you look at your bed a little bit differently because you can sleep in it? Do you look at a hot meal a little bit different, uh, because you can get one whenever you want? To me, it's it's, it's more uh, the cleanliness, the showering, and uh, you know what yeah. I mean, like like that. <clears throat> um, like I have to take a shower every single morning, like no matter what. Like even like I, I know it's gonna sound weird, but even if I'm gonna go for a walk <laughs> or yeah. the gym, I wake up, take a shower, and then go do what I gotta do. And I like I know that's weird, but it's something about you know, like you just said, like we went without for so long that mm -hmm. if I have an opportunity to take a shower, I'm taking a fucking shower. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Um, but as far as like food and stuff, not gonna lie. No, I'm not even saying like, like none of that really has like changed for me only because I've always, you saying we've always had food. So it's like, we never, yeah. like we never starved. So like, it's a good point. Yeah. So like I'm saying, as far as that, that never really changed for me. Cause I'll eat anything, man. If I'm hungry, you know what I'm saying? I really don't give a shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've ate literal literal trash out of a dumpster before, and you know what I mean, so, mm -hmm. like in Sears. So, uh, to me, it's the cleanliness, the showers, and and um, I wouldn't even say because you know we can sleep anywhere, man. It's very true. Like, 
I've been in the woods where you try to find a good little spot against a root, against a tree, and you're like, oh, whew, this is perfect. perfect. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? mm-hmm. So to me, it's showers. Yeah. Showers mm-hmm. is, is uh, the utmost. I, I do enjoy sleeping on pine uh, pine needles. I yes. think pine needles are like the uh, air mattress, Tempur-Pedic of sleeping out in the woods. It's like the, a nice pine needle ratio. Yeah, man. You know, though if it rains, it'll go under the pine needles so you won't get wet. It's old school shit. Um, I would say <laughs> the biggest appreciation I have from deployments uh, is sleeping in my bed. And it being clean and being comfortable Uh, because there's a lot of times during deployments, you sleep, you sleep fairly well. Right. But there are those moments where you're just kind of like, golly, like this isn't going to be very comfortable. Right. But I got to go to sleep. Right. And you hate it. To be honest with you, you hate it. No one's like, it's fucking sucks sleeping here. This is awesome. Like it never works that way. Exactly. Uh, But being able to sleep in a comfortable bed. With like the right amount of pillows that I need to negotiate that obstacle, which Touché. is three. Touché. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I I value and appreciate that the most. Um, damn, I was I was just gonna ask you something about uh, and I also am one of those very few people who still get eight hours of sleep every night. Like I I have been unaffected. I think for me the deployment allows me to fall asleep 10 times quicker anywhere. It, it does, man. Like, yeah. um, one, you know, being infantry, you can sleep anywhere anyhow, but, yeah. but like you said, it's something about deployments. Like I said, like when I'm a deployments, I don't take any sleeping pills. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I don't take any at all. Like, and, and I've even talked this with my, uh, uh, um, therapist where I'm like, I, I, I just don't understand why I sleep so much better in a place where I shouldn't be getting as well, you know what I'm saying? As good as sleep, but I sleep better there than I do here. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I remember, like you said, like we were saying, like when I was in Marecki, we were moving around so much from base to base to base that we ended up going to this one base, man. Like we ended up getting there just that night, um, you know, just in, just in time to like rack out and they had nothing for us, like anywhere. And I remember my team sergeant was like, he's like, we don't need shit. He was like, we just need, just give us an area, just give us somewhere where we're not in y'all's way and we can just, you know what I'm saying? They're like, y'all need cops. And we're like, bro, just give us an area. Like that's how tired we were. Like, just give us an area. And I remember falling asleep or we fell asleep, um, you know, obviously on the rocks, you know how the fucking bases are. <laughs> yeah. And and howitzers were not no, not that far. Ooh. And they were going off all night. Jesus. Well, I didn't wake the fuck up. <laughs> 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 like I didn't wake the fuck up, you know what I mean? Here's a question for you. We talked about this earlier. But have you ever slept through something? Because I know you talked about like mortars and stuff like that. Yeah. Do you have a story about that by chance? Yeah, I'm, like being mortared? Yeah. And like saying like, fuck this. I'm going back to sleep. Yeah. Many times, man. Many times. <laughs> fuck, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like literally countless of times in a variety, man. Like, um, you know, I remember one. So like, let's just say my first deployment. I remember this. I remember we were getting mortared and it was obviously my first deployment. No, this was my second deployment. And in Iraq. And we're getting more than it. I'm like, oh shit, you know. And you can see they're getting closer, and like feelings are shaking. I'm just like, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, this is not cool. You know what I mean? But like, all my squad leaders and team leaders and platoon sergeant were like, eh. like yeah. and it took me a minute where I was like, oh okay, like either I didn't know if I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna die, I die, or was it like, it's not gonna get us? Like I don't know where my mind was. I'm not gonna lie, but I was just kind of like. Eh. Like Mm-mm. we haven't been hit yet. So 
fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, in, in Ramadi, man, all the time, like all the fucking time. And you'd hear him getting close and shit be shaking. But like, what do you, like, honestly, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, not, it's not as easy as to find them as people might think it might be. Exactly. They man. gotta be over there in the bushes. Like, no, they're not in the bushes, buddy. Exactly, man. Nah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ramadi, Ramadi I, for, for sure, man. I did have one instance where we shared this small TCP with Iraqi national guards, uh, ING, but it was like, like, you know, a really small place for like 60 people, but it was on the road. It was check to checkpoint. Right. And, uh, they have walked rounds in a few times. They just never hit. Right. Uh, but this particular night, like they were rocking good. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, when they're getting good. Oh yeah. Oh, but yeah. it was, you know, we had like three shifts, you know, like tower guard, you know, checkpoint guard, and then like QRF. Right. Which means you got to sleep. Well, I was on QRF, so I'm racked out and they're rocking good. You know, shit shaking on the walls. You know, people start getting a little louder. Yep. And my, my two Oh three gunner had put all of his rounds his extra rounds in just an assault bag, like in no order or anything. Right. So the loom rounds were in there, the HE, like all of them clustered, like all that shit was just in a bag. Right. So Viper seven, shout out to Mark Larson jumping in his ass. Right. Two or three rounds. God damn it. Get the fucking loom rounds. God damn it. Get the fucking loom rounds. And he said, they're all in my bag, just in my bag. And then Larson kicks the shit out of my bunk. Right. And I wake up and I'm like, what? He's like, you're fucking, you're goddamn children. It's all over the fucking place, blah, 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 blah. And you know, in combat, it's not uncommon for two different ranks to have an argument. Oh, of course. And that is what it is. It's not like in garrison where you go to jail or some shit. Like you have a disagreement. It, and right. me and him got into some words, you know, and he said some things and I said some things. And then I jumped back on my cot and pulled my blanket over. Yeah. And uh, I mean, obviously, once we put some loom in the sky, they, they dispersed. I mean, that's the thing, though, Huggy. Like, what are you going to do? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> There's 30 of us and 30 ING guys. We got one interpreter. Right. Like, how are we going to just rush outside, like, in a movie and just go assault the, the barricade or some shit? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, like, you know, just talking about it, man, it's, it, it's crazy that um, we become numb to that shit. Yeah. Like, like, think about that, bro. Like, these are fucking rounds. Like, if it even hit. <laughs> yeah. One good hit. <laughs> like, you're fucked. But, mm -hmm. we, but you get to a point where it happens so often that you're just like, eh. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I remember. No, no, go ahead. Oh, especially that those rounds hit different on a big base, big base versus a, a small base. Yeah, man. So small base is a little bit different. But go ahead, brother. What were you saying? You know, uh, I think I told you this one before, but Salerno, that, that deployment, um, I remember we were there during the day and um, and we were all just kind of chilling. You know what I mean? Like we had just got back, I think for a mission. So we're all kind of just, you know, just kind of chilling, waiting for the next thing. And you hear, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you hear another one. And somebody went outside and then we're all like, oh, cool. You know, we all come outside and we're like watching it, just watching it. And you see the rounds and you see them. And then somebody goes, hey man, I, I, I think they're walking them in. <laughs> We're sitting there and you see him just getting and it hits the wall and then we're, we're looking and it hits our our, our, our uh pool area destroys Ooh. like three fucking vehicles and then we're like oh shit so they're like put your shit on go to the fucking uh um um bunkers mm -hmm. so we run into the bunkers man and so these were rockets like uh. seven foot fucking long fucking rockets man and i don't know if i might have i ain't gonna lie to you i don't know if i might have 
piss a little bit or, or something, but like <laughs> when I'm hit good, bro, we were in the bunker and you hear these things just <laughs> literally start hitting the base. Like they're hitting close now. And we hear that it hit, I think near one of the bunkers and somebody had been hit. So like, you know, that commotion, like, Oh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we need medics over here. And I remember sitting there and I remember, and I had this, and I uh, actually told this dude, not this too long ago, we were just talking about the story not long ago. I remember looking at this E4 and I go, <laughs> <laughs> mind you this, man, this is my first deployment. I, <laughs> I remember looking at him, we're sitting in the bunker and I go, hey man, if it hits us, are we gonna feel it? And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, Nah, man, you ain't gonna feel her here. Shit. <laughs> the second he says that, it was like a fucking freight train that was literally feet away. And yeah. my, I, I think honestly, I might have pissed a little bit, man. And this thing hit like maybe 20, 30 feet away wow. from us. Like it, it was not far. And it went, yeah. it, and it was a dud. Yeah. But that sucker went into the ground, you know, um, quite a bit. And we're all just sitting, and you hear that, you hear, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you're like, "Is it gonna go off? Like, is it is it delay? Like, what the fuck is going on, man?" I remember we we're just sitting there, and you see that fucking round, and you're just like, "Yo," you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I don't know if it was shortly after that, but it was shortly after that that I think I became more and more like actually very numb to it. Like, ah, like you know what I yeah. mean? Battle hardened. Yeah, man. Like, I don't yeah. know what it was, but like. How stupid do you got to be to come out and start looking at shit and get excited? And you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, yeah. like, but that's how it is with us, man. Like that shit is so exciting. It's, it's, it becomes fun. Yeah. I mean, and I know that sounds weird to say getting rocketed or mortared or shot at is fun, but it's, I'm not saying fun in a way like it's fun, but. Get your adrenaline going, some yeah, action. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and, you know, especially, you know what I'm saying? The, the, uh, firefights and stuff, man, like, I'm saying getting shot at, like you get shot at, it's, you want your training to kick in. So, you know what I'm saying? So like everything yeah. is, you've been trained for it. So it's all become second nature anyhow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what you train for. That's what you train for to deploy. So like, you know what I'm saying? Eventually it's, it's, it's what you sign up for, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's and, like, uh, I always tell people, you know, when a doctor, when a student goes to med school and they become a doctor, they become a doctor to work on people. Yeah. Not to, <laughs> yeah. Not they to just be doing med school forever. Well, yeah. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like not even that, but like, you know, like a surgeon wants to do surgery. He doesn't want to just be doing rounds and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like he wants to go do shit. So like, yeah, 110% man. Like, um, you know, and that's the thing, because you remember when before 9-11, all we the fuck we were doing was just training our asses off. Absolutely, we were. That was all we were doing, man. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at the way we trained back then, I don't even know if people still train that, like, the way we did back then. No, they don't. They don't. It's do a that. whole lot better. We had your backs. A whole like, lot better. I remember back then going, what, two weeks to a month? To train. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. Yep. So all, all over the world. Yeah. Add. And and so when nine eleven happens, happening, and we're deploying, you're like, I'm ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're like, I'm ready to 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 earn my paycheck. Really, you know what I mean? Like, I'm ready yeah. to make that money. So absolutely. Yeah, man. One real quick thing. I maybe me and me and Tom have got an awesome mutual friend named Jack. Uh, when next time we see Jack or have him on. Tell him to tell us about how the, uh, I think the mortar or the RPG hit his, hit the van he was next to. He was standing next to the van and like he got hit with a, like either a mortar shell or rocket or something. Shut the fuck up. 
Yeah, yeah. He, because I think I ran into him, and you know how he is, man. Yeah. Motherfuckers tried to kill me the other day. He wanted them type dudes. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 we have to get him, get him around, and ask him about that again. Well, here in a couple of weeks, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure, absolutely. man. Um, all right, man. God damn, bro, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> That one was pretty good. Um, definitely, man. And for the next series, I don't, um, Huggy, which one are we doing next for the next uh, part two? I think the next one we're doing is relationships and mm. friends during uh, deployments. Because contrary to popular belief, you can have a multitude of different relationships during a deployment. You can. But you also have a lot of friends yep. uh, as well that wear the uniform and that don't wear the uniform. Yep. Facts, man. Yeah, because a lot of people don't think that... Uh, any of that stuff happens up there, mm-hmm. but a lot of divorces have happened uh, from, from my <laughs> Jody got your girl and gone. That's yeah, what you can't buddy, <laughs> man. Uh, uh, remember to tell you something here in a second. Uh, yeah, sure. man. Yeah. So, I, hey, man, I appreciate you. Uh, well, actually, real quick, do you got anything? No, that's uh, like we said before, we're going to try to do this deployment series and talk about all the other things other than combat. I'm, of course, we'll dip into it on occasion. I might course. even end up doing one on it, but we're just giving you guys the other side of the deployments. Yeah, man. You know, um, you and I have been talking about this and we talked about this all the time. We want to be different because we are different. We want to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Obviously get our own little niche, man. And, uh, you know, of course, we're going to hit on it, but like all, all this stuff is just things that that I think people I honestly want to hear. Yeah. Like like they want to hear about this shit, uh, the food and the sleep and all that stuff. Um, it's only so many times that a civilian can hear about you shooting your M4 into somebody's head. You know what I'm saying? You, you, yeah. You're fucking right. You know I'm saying shooting somebody in the head for that shit or whatever. Which is still a very small percentage of people that deploy, believe it or not. It is very. <laughs> it is very, man. A lot of people. Yeah. You know. Somebody, somebody made a good point. Um, I think I saw a uh, meme on it, or maybe even you might have said it to me. But like, people, people think like you're just in firefights and shit. Twenty four, like every single time, every single second of the day. It's like, nah, man. Like, it's probably ten percent, maybe, yeah. maybe even less than that of of the whole entire deployment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people misconstrued that is because why is that? Because all people hear is all the firefights and all the, you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that's all they hear about is just those stories over and over. But people mm-hmm. don't understand. There's so much more. Yep. So much more, man. So I appreciate y'all, man, and tune into the next see the next two parts that we got. Uh appreciate you, Huggy, as always, man. And I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh thank you so much. Recording stopped. <laughs>